Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Well, here we are on October 22nd. You know, I wish I could say I have been just blazing the trail of getting projects done, but I have learned that that is not what I want to do anymore. I've been working slow and steady on lots of different things, so I do have a few things to talk about this week. So you want to know, Michigan in the fall can be so bizarre. I mean, just so bizarre. A couple days ago, it literally was snowing and we had several inches on the ground. Now, up in the Upper Peninsula, Western Upper Peninsula, like Marquette and the Keweenaw Peninsula, they got hammered. They got several feet of snow over that storm. We got a couple of inches. And then it was cold and dark and gray. And it felt much like November, December. And I had to get out my heavy winter coat. And I didn't like my heavy winter coat. So I ordered a new one from Target. Much lighter weight. On my heavy winter coat, I'm going to say for football games. It's an old Columbia. And it's perfect for that. But it's just so heavy. And my other fleece jacket that I've been wearing during the wintertime is getting old and worn out. So anyway, the new jacket came, which is great. It's got a little hood. My hair won't be quite a disaster when I go through the parking lot with gale force winds into work. But then yesterday, the sun, well, starting Thursday, the sun came out and it's 72 today. Go, go figure. So we've done several, what we like to call the foliage tours. Um, The fall leaf colors um, have been exceptionally bright and beautiful. We've gone to the wilderness area where we like to go. And we've seen a lot of elk and deer and wildlife is starting to come back to the area where we go. Had about 2,300 acres burned this spring. It's amazing how fast in one season... Things can grow and the animals are coming back. So it's looking um, much more like the wilderness area again. And then we went um, after I had an appointment. I have to go 72 miles one way for some specialty appointments. Um, Yeah, you know, it comes a point where you just don't want to stick with your primary care nurse practitioner for things because they missed a couple things over the years that weren't any big deal. But I needed to go to somebody who is a specialist and do some routine wellness appointments. After that was done, we drove from Traverse City over to Lake Michigan and Leelanau. 
And we went to a little rebuilt area called Fishtown, where they had a fishing village in the mid-1800s to probably the mid-1900s. So there's a little history of it. It's really cute and adorable. It's very small, has a few little shops, and you can do more shopping up in town, but I'm not much of a shopper. So we did pictures and took a most scenic route. It's very beautiful. And then drove up to the Leelanau Lighthouse, which I've been to before. So we just went on the beach, fossil picked, enjoyed the beautiful sun and the 40 mile an hour winds. I got a little bit of sun and wind burn, (laughs) but it was a great day. So that's just what we've been doing. Enjoying soaking up the last little bit of sunshine, looking at the beautiful, beautiful trees. I mean, it's just bright reds this year, bright orange. It's very vivid. Some years the weather doesn't cooperate and you don't get as vivid of color. So currently the we are past peak where I live on the 45th parallel and the oranges and reds have just fallen off the trees. And now we're at the end of fall in the golden leaves. And it's, it's still very beautiful outside. We are... Getting ready, though, for winter, Um, we usually feed the birds in the wintertime. I've seen the um, snowbirds have come back, and we are preparing to get our bird seed. We have to replace the bird feeder. Got some taller um, shepherd's hooks to hang them on because the snow got deep enough where the squirrels had a heyday in the spring eating all their bird seed. So we're going to do some experiments on a couple different types of seeds to see what the birds like. But the birds love the garden. Um, The snowbirds are eating the sunflower seeds off of the couple of sunflowers that did make it all the way to blooming. And they're going through the yard and enjoying what we do have in the garden that we have made to be butterfly and bird friendly. So on one of our trips out to the woods, I found a dried milkweed pod on a plant while we were taking pictures. So I planted that today because I was told you shouldn't hold them over winter because they need to get cold to germinate in the spring. So while I was outside assisting my husband doing a very difficult project, I took a little break and put that little pod and spread out some of the seeds at the back side of my garden where the wildflowers are. So we'll have milkweed in amongst the wildflowers on the back and then the front are my perennials. Okay, so I assisted my husband and I, I don't begrudge doing that at all. But what he and I got frustrated about is on the Amazon Prime Days in October, beginning of the month, he was able to replace the broken cover that goes over the pickup truck's bed. Well, he got, instead of one that flips over three times, he got a rolling one. And it was the most difficult instructions. We had to watch 20 YouTube videos and a couple of hours later, what should have been a 20 to 45 minute project turned into several hours because nothing was labeled correctly and the parts didn't look the same as the pictures and nothing went together and finally we got it. But it was a couple of hours and 
I got my vitamin D soaking up some sun today, but wow, what a project. I'm good at tool passing and holding the flashlight. So that tested our patience, but not our marriage. So <laughs> that was today's, um, today's project. Um, we've got some new equipment to install in the gym. It's a functional trainer that has a cable pulley system. I haven't been working out in the gym much because I've been really trying to work on my cardiovascular endurance. That's hard. Um, the rowing machine is still way too hard, so I'm working on increasing my steps. And this week, I've been able to do three to 4,000 steps without feeling like I'm going to collapse and it feels like um, I've, I've had a little bit of trouble um, with the COVID long haul, making my blood pressure go up and down and up and down and heart rate problems. But it's all seeming to even out a little bit now. And a lot of it's going to be, I have to take some vitamins to help some deficiencies that I had. And also just to keep working out. I have um, taken a backward step on the smell and taste. So I'm back to smell training, different essential oils that I have. And I'm trying to work on Wordle and other memory building projects, um, puzzles, I mean, and things like that. So it's been an up and down ride. And if you are recuperating from covid You'll know what I mean. It's not linear at all. And that's what I find the most bizarre about it. You think that every day you'd get a little bit better, but you don't. One day will be really good and the next three days will be horrible. And the next week will be good and then you have a bad day. It's just kind of how it goes. Been to a lot of doctors just for wellness appointments and we finally hit our out-of-pocket spending. So I want to do a plug for... Um, breast cancer awareness. Um, I'm getting my mammogram at the end of the month, just a routine. But I was shocked with, with COVID and lockdown and all of that and difficulties getting in. It's been three years since I've had a mammogram. So check and see, are you overdue and you just didn't realize it? Because it sure seems like I'm behind on all of my wellness appointments and I'm trying to get caught up. So um, if you want to donate um, to Breast Cancer Awareness, Breast Cancer Research Foundations. I know Fat Quarter Shop is doing their support group, which is a stitch along cross stitch as well as a quilt along. And you can donate through um, their website and they have reached their goal already. And I'm really happy about that because I think it's a wonderful, wonderful cause. And the patterns are little bras in support group, meaning, you know, we all support each other as well as having the physical support. I thought that was a really cute thing. And it's a great design by Lori Holt. So what have I been doing? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is things that I post on the Our Creative Souls um, Instagram page, which is things that my sister and I make. And she's been working overtime and doing you know, gardening, a lot of renovation on her house. So mostly it's been things that I have been working on. And I am very, very proud to say I finished one of my cross-stitch projects. And it is a Lori Holt pattern. And it was a stitch along with Fat Quarter Shop. And it was the You Are the Boss stitch along. And that's something Lori always says. And I love that. You are the boss of your own quilt. 
but she gave a free alphabet called I'm Just Saying, and it's got a saying in the middle of the stitch and surrounded by colorful quote blocks in Lori Holt's color palette, which that seems to be a thing that people work these palettes, and that's like their signature style. I made a few mistakes. I have never finished a project this detailed or big in <laughs> recent times, let alone having COVID brain fog from time to time. So it has a couple of mistakes that I didn't rip out. And I thought, you know, I really, really do like one of the concepts that I have that I carry with me every day with my Silk and Sonder journal. That's the pen to paper journaling I do every day is they're always talking about breaking up with perfection. So I chose that as the saying for the middle of mine and I used the free alphabet and I cannot believe how I got it centered pretty well and it really looks good. So I'm very, very proud of that. The other thing I made was I had a whole bunch of dollar store stuff and an old um, bag of leaves I bought years ago for table decoration for a party we attended. And I had a wreath base and a Dollar Tree sign and a fall pick with a pumpkin in it. And I thought, you know what? I saw an inspiration where they took a wreath base and a little Dollar Tree sign and they made a great wreath. And I thought, you know what? That's inspiring me to use what I have to make it more new and fresh. So I made a fall wreath with two packs of very orange silk flower maple leaves. And I put a sign in the center that I've had for a couple years. And it, it's kind of looked boring and weird on its own but when I trimmed the post down and glued it in the middle of the wreath and stuck the little pumpkin pick on the top it looks great in my mudroom so I did that and the other thing I did was remember this summer when we were doing the granny square quilt along stitch along and crochet along I had that stack of grannies that I crocheted out of the pearl cotton because I made a mistake and didn't buy embroidery floss. I had enough of those to do Lori Holtz style little tiny pillows. So my little granny squares are about three and a half inches. Lori's I think are four because she used a her yarn two, three, four, five, six, seven. I had eight. So there are um, seven fully finished ones where you make a little three and a half inch pillow, making it out of, you know, three and a half inch, four inch squares, sew them down, stuff it with fiber fill, and then you crochet around them and make these little tiny pillows. And now you could use them as a pin cushion or whatever, but what is in in a lot of decorating with people who do crochet or cross stitch is to make these tiny little pillows and I have it in a rectangular dish and they look great on my table with my new tiered tray that I specifically bought to put my fall and Christmas decorations in and a lot of them are going to be tiny pillows. So I finished up all the granny squares. The other thing I did was I finished a free Halloween, um, it's a Mandela. It has, so think of uh, 
compass, north, south, east, west, and uh, an X over it. You know how you get a compass rose? Well, they made a mandala with the very center of it being a tiny black cat. And then on the four corners are tiny little pumpkins of the compass. And then four black hearts. And then what connects all of the compass rose together are gray spiders and their legs look like lace almost and I had to really look and I'm like there's spiders and it's cute another one it turned about three and a half inches big so it's very small I sewed a tiny border on it and I made a tiny pillow in the usual style where you sew all of the sides together and leave a little space to flip it you know turn it around right sides out stuff it and then slip stitch the opening closed so I really had a lot of fun making those things and then I had a quilt show that my friend and I were feeling really good that day and the weather was good and it's uh, the first local quilt show um, that I had been to in years and my friend had um acquaintances who were was the chair people of the show and it was so nice and um she goes oh if you come to quilt group this week they're having it in the evening I'll bring you the cutest thing that I think you'll like to make and you can hear me rummage around on the table she had she said it's a YouTube channel and I had a hard time finding the YouTube channel but it was Missouri Star quilt company they make a idea book that comes out every couple of months and in it had a free template <coughs> of an orange peel that you use on a five inch square and they have directions but you can also go to Missouri Star quilt company and you can watch how they do it on YouTube I did find it and I will try to remember to put it in the show notes so you sew the three of the six orange peels together and then you sew, sew the other three and then you marry the two sides together and then you stuff it and you kind of sculpt it with like a heavier um, thread like polyester holds up the best I figured and pearl cotton doesn't work real well because it pulls and snaps. But a polyester craft thread would work well to kind of sculpt the pumpkin. You pull the top down as you use a big needle and put... I've, I've made dolls in the past. So you sculpt it by just doing a couple of center stitches. And you could put a button on the top, which I did on one. And um, I glued cinnamon sticks that I had cut down. Because I didn't want to go outside and find um, sticks that had bark on it that would peel and have algae on it and lichens and things like that and potentially bugs um, the cinnamon sticks glued straight on looks good you could also use some what is this called sphagnum moss yeah Spanish moss you know you could glue that around the stick you could make a leaf if you wanted um, I've seen that you could make a tower if you had three different size templates which I think my friend does because the day that I sewed the first pumpkins with the orange peel that can go on a five inch charm my husband was out of town and I made nine because I had 
enough Halloween fabric to make nine <laughs> of different kinds of fabric. Some are black with the orange polka dots. Some are my leftover tulip pink De La Luna fabric, which turned out cute. Some is an old toile that I had in my stash. The toile pumpkins are great. And they look good. I took some to work and put them on the desk. So it was just so much fun. So I asked my friend, do you have a larger size? Why, yes, she did. This goes on a larger, I think it might go on a 10-inch layer cake. Now, these orange peels are pretty tall and thin. And they make a nice pumpkin. And I did kind of patchwork style with that one with all kinds of different oranges and blacks and polka dots and prints. And I like that too. So I thought, hmm, I might have to make some more of those in the future. But now I have 10 polyester fiberfill pumpkins and I've made a couple towers out of <laughs> like totems with two or three pumpkins tall and a couple of freestanding pumpkins. Oh my gosh, I went nuts. But it was a great therapy for me. It was like an instant gratification project. I got back into my sojo, if you want to call it that. I felt like I was I was really struggling with patterns. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But now I have lots of adorable Halloween decorations. So um, sculpted pumpkins, they are so much fun. Now, the other thing I found that um, I have a whole large, super extra large, probably 24 rolls of Scott toilet tissue that we bought during the time when we were having trouble getting toilet paper. Oh yeah, but nobody likes Scott single ply toilet paper at my house. So I'm thinking, hmm, Maybe I'll make the no-sew pumpkins, which uses an 18-inch square that you fold up and around. Wow, I could have pumpkins coming out of my ears around here. <laughs> and you can do the same thing, cinnamon sticks, you know, door, you know, like wooden knobs, doorknobs, I mean, drawer pulls, you know, door, drawer knobs. I think the wooden ones would look the best. You could paint them. You could do whatever. You can be very creative with these. You could be real crafty with all kinds of finishes and beads. And, oh, yes, I can go a little bit nuts with the pumpkins. So those are a lot of the things that I've been working on. And I want to do uh, finish the You're the Boss. I have a frame and a foam board that I want to use to mount the cross stitch itself on. And um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to finishing that. And I'm hoping I have enough foam board. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'll have to see what I have. The other things that I have foam boards that are cut out and ready to go is finishing more of the little design boards like Lori Holt has made with the little um, bindings on them. They're super cute. Have a bunch cut out and now that I feel like I have a full brain, I will use the hot glue gun because <laughs> you can really burn yourself if you're not paying attention. So those are a couple things that I want to work on this weekend. So quilting wise, what have I been doing? I finally finished my friend's 
log cabin quilt that is made out of Civil War reproductions, but it has a lot of bright browns with purples and strawberries and well, not strawberry, but like a raspberry colors. It was absolutely blues is very beautiful. So that quilt is done. It took me very long to do. Um, so I thought I'm going to load something on that I've had a goal since last year to have done by Halloween, which is my bats and booze. I have one more row. It is a wall hang is not very big. Um, it's still up if you want to do a free pattern for the quilt, which I think is adorable. I did look at the cross stitch and I had a hard time reading the pattern, but it is very cute as a cross stitch free on Fat Quarter Shop. So I have that nearly done. And then I'm going to load a couple more of my friends slash customers quilts. I have a few to do. I think I'm down to four of theirs and about five of mine. Mine are not big, but a couple of the ones of my friends slash customers are. So I'm going to plan on working on those all winter. I'd like to get all of the long arming done and caught up. And then I had to say, since I started sewing those little pumpkins, um, I got into the Fat Quarter Shop's free Christmas time mystery quilt. Now it's very small. It's only 24 by 27. And I think that quilt along started in September. You can still download the pattern. It's very, very cute. And it's going to be a wall hanging that I would like to have done quilted bound and take it to work and hang it on my door at work. It's a metal door and I can use magnetic um, clips to put it up there and display. I struggled because mysteries, I just don't always know how they're going to turn out. And I made, I ran out of the first fabric, which I picked for the background, which was a white with 1950s atomic starburst on it. And then I made three of the four blocks with that. Uh, no, three blocks, two of the mugs, coffee mugs, hot chocolate mugs. And then the hard candy Christmas was the second block. And then I ran out. And so I had a gold fat quarter with a couple of other Christmas fabrics in my stash. It's all scraps. And then I was like, you know what? They need to all be the same background because the blocks are all different sizes, but jigsawed together and sashed with the same background fabric. So I had to have the same background fabric. And I counted and I'm like, if I squeeze and cut very carefully, I can get two blocks that need to be remade, the coffee cup and hard candy, and the little sashing squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. I went through the trash and found um, a couple of other pieces that I had thrown away because they were cut crooked, but they worked for the inch and a half tiny sashing in the quilt. And I was done with three tiny scraps of gold. So it's four blocks. One looks like Christmas cards. One looks like a stack of presents, the hard candy, and the coffee slash hot cocoa cup. And then I went through my stash and found this really bold, um, almost striped. And so I cut it so that the stripes are short with that bright green and the gold and the reds. And some Christmas sparkle is in that quilt. And I thought, I got the top done. And that has really spurred me to keep going. 
but I am not to a point when I want to pull out two quilts that I had started this summer. One is the granny square. I'm, I have four more to do. I just, just can't do it right now. My brain is like, I just can't do it. I just can't. The other one that was started was the triple Irish chain. So I've put those as UFOs in timeout for a while because I've been addicted to Fat Quarter Shop's YouTube channel. So something I have found recently is I can't multitask with a podcast going on very often. It gets, just befuddles my brain. So I can put Kimberly's Fat Quarter Shop lives and tutorials in her floss tube on and put it on quiet and then maybe do some hand work and wow they've got so many quilt alongs but the one that started Friday that I am very very excited about is called Socialites 2 and I printed off the first fabric first fabric the first block and it is called Perennial Block by Bev McCullough of Flamingo Toes. Now they have, these are free. Socialites 2 is free. Every Friday the pattern comes out on Fat Quarter Shop. And if you go to their blog, Jolly Jabber, all of the information with um, rough fabric ideas, because what they really would like you to do is use your stash. But if you don't have a stash, they do, of course, have lots of options for you to purchase things purchase fabric and notions and stuff the first one is super cute now you can do it in a three inch six inch or nine inch block um the three inch block is a hard no for me because the units are of one and a quarter inches like no way the six inch blocks if you do it with their plan one which is their layout it'll make it like a 60 by 60 quilt I think that will be nice. If you do the nine inch block, it turns out almost 90 inches square. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want have enough number one background color for that because it's quite a few yards that you'll need a light color or a mix of low volume light colors for contrast. So I think I'm going with six inch blocks and I'm going to rummage this afternoon through my bins to see what I have. For background, that's where I am running into trouble with my stash. I don't always have enough background fabric. So I would like to go with a light color, white or cream. So I'm going to see what I have. But anyway, I'm very excited. I believe it is a 24-week quilt along. Socialites to S-E-W-C-I-A-L-I-T-E-S number 2. Well, one word quilt along. So you can find all the information on that on the Fat Quarter Shop and see their design for one size of this to make a very, very unusual and pretty sampler. Now, Kimberly Jolly is still designing one where she makes some of the three, some of the six, and some of the nine inch blocks. And I'm like, very interesting. But I do not want to piece the three inch blocks. <laughs> They're too small. Not no, not now. But anyway, these blocks are are interesting because they are um, not all simple, but not all of them are very very hard. 
And she tries to list, you know, is this a beginner, intermediate, or experienced quilter? And the first black, um, I think it would be kind of an intermediate black. I'm trying trying to read. They, they say that it's an experienced quilter, but I think, because it's got a couple of odd um, stitch and flips on it. So that's what I've been super excited about with quilting. And I'm going to start that today. The other thing I've been working on is the quilt jacket. And it's really actually not come too much along since I cut the sweatshirt apart and I made one sleeve where I'm doing it kind of as a quilt as you go. And I want to do some handwork. And I talked about that last time, but it's really, if I put my mind to it and just plugged away at it, um, I could do it. But what I'm finding is I'm running out of time because work takes a lot out of me and, you know, trying to get into a routine is not easy for me right now. My routine is like, it's taking me a really long time to get up in the morning and get dressed and get going. But I'm finding over the last week or so, I've been able to get some morning long arming in like I used to do. And maybe I can do some sewing at lunch. And when I come home for my lunch break and get this quilt jacket done and have it ready for the next cold snap because this house gets cold. I need a jacket on, a quilt coat, and a quilt to snuggle under because it's kind of drafty. So that hasn't made much progress, but I'm using the Adidas Sitar's um, Laundry Basket Quilt YouTube tutorial. And the pattern is your sweatshirt that you're using as the base. So those are the things that I have been quilting. Oh, I forgot. I gave the Traffic Jam quilt, that was a free Pat Sloan pattern, and I'm going to make it again. I gave that quilt, I bound it this last week and gave it to a co-worker who had a baby shower on Friday. So binding, I still did it by hand because I wasn't um, ready to try something new, which was machine binding but I do have a class that I've been watching and I'm gonna try it but not as a gift for the first one right <laughs> so boy I think that is I'm reading my list I think that has pretty much covered everything I've spent a lot of time doing journaling through Silk and Sonder and they have some little classes with exercises I find that has been very helpful this month's um, theme has been kind of interesting called surrender and I've determined that doesn't mean that you give up and be drifting about in the oceans battered by the waves is that you're surrendering to give up things that aren't serving you and making space for more important things and and opening up your mind and your life to what's available or possible. Next month is going to be, um, it's, I think it's connection. I, I believe it, it was more along that line. I've got the November journal already. It's great because it's a new journal every month and a new theme. So I've spent a lot of time with these classes and really working on the exercises. And then I do have a class that I purchased from Silk and Sonder by the founder and it's called Core Beliefs. But I need to be 
probably next year. I need to be further along and getting better than where I am now. So that, that's my list. And I have to say, I'm watching the wind blow right now. And I'm like, I know the leaves are falling and the garden is starting to go flat. Um, all the perennials are dying down and I'm going to leave, always leave it as it is over winter. So some of the very tall stalks and the sunflowers we'll leave there for the birds to purchase perch on and one bird feeder is up we should put up three and a suet feeder and they can eat the seeds and everything in the garden until the snow gets deep and you know it's just been really nice to take a slower pace on things and enjoying the moment I've been really, really focusing on that. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is my craft room. It is a mess. And it I've spent probably a half hour today clearing off the cutting table and trying to straighten some things up. And uh, putting things away has been hard. And so I've been doing that a lot today. And <laughs> It's it's uh, stacks and stacks of totes and boxes, and I do have fabric inside totes and pull-out drawers of my storage system, but I have way too much stuff, and I am going to go through it again over the winter and sort it and, and work on some more instant gratification projects like the pumpkins, and I want to sew some banners like Lori Holt's banners for my house and for my, maybe for gift giving and my friends and family. Um, I just need to get this room more organized so I can function in it better. And that's my long-term thing is the cleaning up and organizing. And I am not showing any pictures of it because it's so bad. The room is very small. It was very, very, very small, Barely big enough to hold a twin-size bed along one wall. The closet is almost non-functional. I call it the wardrobe to the Chronicles of Narnia reference. It's a very long, skinny, under-the-stairwell space. This really was not intended to be a bedroom. But if you have a funky closet in Michigan at one time, you could just say, hey, this is a bedroom. Really what it was, probably originally was the kitchen to the house. And it's tiny. I know it's a hundred year old farmhouse. It, they, they had tiny rooms with tall ceilings. So it's great for storage or craft storage, or I may give the space up in the future and make it uh, wash, you know, laundry, washer dryer and storage. But I don't know. We'll see. The front porch is a non it's an enclosed porch, but it's really not functional because it's either too hot or too cold. But that's where I store a lot of my fabrics and quilts. And we have a few things that we have rehomed that live on the front porch, like an old couch and some other things. So it's going to give me a lot more space to empty this out and put the things I want to keep out there. So I've got a plan. Sometimes, um, I get this feeling in the spring and the fall that I would like to get a dumpster and just get rid of everything and start over. 
<laughs> empty the rooms out completely, buy all new, but that's really impractical. It's a feeling that I have of just like overwhelmed with all this in the dust. Oh my gosh, when you live in the same house for 20 some years. So I have to tell you a funny story about this. This is why I'm like getting into, I can't do fly lady right now, you know, but it's the concept of doing a little bit something every day that is fly lady. Um, so do you ever, do you remember the song hole in the bottom of the sea that it was like, there was a frog in a puddle and the dog and the cat and the, and the hole of the bottom of the sea. I don't remember all the lyrics, but so it started out. I love college football and the best game of the week, our satellite dish quit working. It was the receiver. And it's like six years old. So we call it up and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. It's so old. It can't um, update itself anymore. You have to upgrade to the hopper, which we didn't need because we don't record things. You know, anyway, I have to. They're forcing it upon us that we have to update because the technology in the old receiver won't update anymore. Okay. So to do that, we have to have a TV that can have HDMI plugins for all the receivers for the bedroom and the living room. So the bedroom TV is very, very old. It's like 20 some years old. <coughs> and <laughs> it didn't have HDMI plugin. So my husband found a TV on sale at Walmart for less than $200. And it's massive. It's so big. It takes up a whole space on wall space in the room. However, we couldn't keep the room configured the way it was because the long arm is in at the foot of my bed and then on the widest wall in this house and it fits there. There's also a window right if you're facing the long arm is to the right and the door is to the left and the roof line is upstairs with the angled roof. So we rotated where the bed was under the roof. Yes, I know our heads were under the slant in the roof. It was a dumb idea, but that's what we did. So we rotated the bed to another wall, which actually wound up being wide enough. And it's so much more comfortable and warmer because now we're not on two outside walls of the house. We're on the inside wall of the second floor and this massive TV is there. But I really, really had trouble because when moving all the furniture, I don't always move all of my furniture annually during spring cleaning. And that room, that furniture hasn't been moved in the better part of seven years. So when we got the new bed and the furniture was moved and everything was vacuumed and cleaned and dusted. So it was horrible because a long arm is in that room. And when you run a long arm, unbeknownst to me, when I put that in a decade ago, it sheds the quilt dust from the batting. I call it quilt dust and fabric. So, oh my gosh, the walls needed to be dusted. The floors needed to be vacuumed. It was a dusty, nasty mess of a day. And it took us all day, much like the tonneau cover 
<laughs> replacement that I opened the podcast with. Um, I'm finding that things that used to be 45 minute projects now are several hours and it was exhausting. I couldn't do it. My husband had to do it. I can't move the furniture. I'm not strong enough anymore. So he moved all the furniture. He hurt his back doing it, moved the bed. Oh my gosh. It was just like the hole in the bottom of the sea. You know, we had to get a satellite which meant we had to get a tv which meant the tv was too big to fit on the walls so we had to move the bed to move the bed we had to clean it and then we realized you had to dust the walls everything too but now i have a wonderful new configured and freshly cleaned master bedroom with a very ex stupidly large TV at the foot of the bed, but it's so big I can see it without my glasses on at night. And um, that has inspired me to try to get more furniture moved, to clean out some of these um, more lived-in cluttered spaces and get this house cleaned up. Yeah, because it's really dusty. You live in a house like this it's really old and I don't know I the next thing I need to do in the spring is to get someone to come and vacuum out the duct work because there's been a couple renovations since we've lived here and it just the house is just really dusty and I mean I clean the surfaces and stuff but everything needs to be dusted vacuumed I even bought two lovely things so that's what I want to close the podcast with is Things that I bought on Amazon that I didn't realize were available and now I don't know how I live without them. One is a telescoping dusting wand. On the end is a microfiber duster, you know, kind of like a mop head. And it telescopes up. In the past, I was able to reach overhead with a vacuum and get all the cobwebs down and reach up with my Swiffer duster. But I can't do that because I get really dizzy now. So this telescoping duster is magic. Now I can dust all of these tall places, the landing, light fixtures, you know, things that are, you know, on the upstairs, downstairs landing. It's so tall. And I saw so many cobwebs and the banister and all of the things are now dusted and there's no cobwebs upstairs. So it was a very inexpensive purchase. So go on Amazon. And what's great is now that I've used there are three of them in a pack, it wasn't very expensive. And I can wash the microfiber little duster heads, which I am thrilled about. The second thing was you can buy a tub and tile scrubber by OXO. And I haven't figured out if the... <laughs> If the um, scrubber head on it is replaceable, but it was so cheap, who cares? I will buy a new one every time if I need it. But it's shaped like a point, like a pentagon. And so the point goes in the corner of your shower. And I don't have to bend over and scrub because I've had a little fall a couple months ago with this blood pressure going up and down. And it telescopes also and according to, the, it was less than $20 for this one on Amazon. It was like $15. It's, uh, it's called the OXO Good Grips Extendable Tub and Tile Scrubber. So it goes to 42 inches. And, okay, let me see if the, if it's replaceable. 
Replaceable head pivots for cleaning at different angles. So you can replace it. So it looks like it just snaps on. And you can even get a couple different kinds. The one I have now is like a, a little bit of a scrubber with a scrubby on it, which is fine because my shower, I've been using another, was my mother-in-law's and I found it in her stuff. She never used it. And it, it had different heads on it, but it didn't scrub all the soap scum off. So for the first time, it looks like my shower is super clean and it is shaped to fit corners. And I will be honest, my shower never looked any better and my back isn't killing me. So, and it takes the job that used to take a lot of time down to just a few minutes. So read the directions or the descriptions very carefully on Amazon before you purchase anything, of course. But I am thrilled with that um, tub and tile telescoping handle. Oh, yes. I did not even know they made them until my daughter told me about it. It has saved my back so much. So now I'm going to look for I've heard of these things as I'm trying to be a better housekeeper. And <laughs> yes, they make something that you can slide like underneath your stove and refrigerator because you can't really move that to clean out all the dust and dirt and junk and mouse droppings. Because yes, I found evidence of a mouse in my house. I believe we have um, gotten rid of it. But, you know, that kind of stuff, which is always like, Ugh, when you move it, it's so gross. Well, if there's a way to, like, take this long, skinny thing and clean it, or at least wipe the dust out and some of the grime, it'll certainly help for the future when I move the refrigerator, because that'll be the next appliance to go. Yes, I said it out loud. It's 25 years old, and it's been making a weird noise. So that's been what I've been up to. I've been sewing again. I haven't done any EPP, but that may be something I'll get my hexagons out over the winter as I'm snuggled under my blanket and in my quote jacket that I plan to have done pretty soon. And right now I'm, I'm working on the socialites too and want to finish up my quilt tops. So what have you been working on? Anything fun? Have you? I found a couple of new uh, free patterns online for both um, cross stitch and quilting. And the cross stitch one I'm working on is from the feed called Stitch the Rainbow, and it's the free one this month was pumpkin and mushrooms behind a little fence. I'm using the floss that I have. Um, it's not quite as adorable with the colors and very expensive floss that they used, but mine's going to be cute when it's done. And guess what? I'm going to make a little pillow with it. I have found another pretty cool um, quilt free pattern that I put in my stories, but I'll try to put the link in the show notes because it's a great scrap buster. It's a bunch of, um, it's by Meadow Mist Designs on Instagram. And it's, it looks like there's a plus in the middle, very big, but then it looks like a triple Irish chain around it. But the illusion is it's like a pixel circle with a great background and they picked lime green, which I thought was a brilliant choice. So mountain, no, it's meadow 
Mist Designs on Instagram. And the free quilt pattern they've called is Candy Circle. And you can do it in a baby. They have two sizes in the free pattern. Baby and Queen. The baby version uses a charm pack and the queen size is layer friendly. Or you can use four charm packs. Or you can be like me. And if you have a billion yards of really a hodgepodge fabric sash, it would be perfect for that. Just perfect. So... I'd love to hear from you. If you leave a comment, let me know what you're working on, what's been grabbing your interest this fall. You can also um, check out my blog post every Saturday, which is Saturday morning coffee, which is a little bit of what I've been doing, some photos, videos, and pictures I link in there. And I've been doing um, some YouTube, um, not quite as much as I had hoped, but I've been keeping up with usually about a video or an audio version of this podcast on YouTube at least once a week, one or the other. I would also like to say if you want to support the channel with a one-time um, support, you can purchase me a virtual cup of coffee on ko-fi.com, K-O-F-I.com. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And for everyone who leaves comments or um, chats with uh, me via Instagram or the Facebook page, thank you so much. It means a lot to me, and I really appreciate everybody who has supported the channel by viewing, listening, sharing, comments. And I'd like to thank those who have sent me virtual cups of coffee this month. I would like to thank Barb, Gail, Mary, Diane, Janie, Sue. Thank you so much for the virtual cup of coffee. And a couple of you have sent me a couple of them. And I so appreciate it. You have a most wonderful day. I hope the weather is as gorgeous for you as it is here and that you take time to create, make, dream, sew or quilt every day. Quilt on everyone. <laughs>